0: Aalto University podcast.
1: In the Adventures in Entrepreneurship Law podcast series, Petra Hietanen-Kunwald and Kalle Airo from Aalto University explore business law from an entrepreneurial point of view with expert guests. In some episodes, their co-host is Moritz Scherleitner. The podcast content is meant for education and is not intended to constitute legal advice. What is value-added, and why is it taxed? VAT law in a nutshell. Our guest is Maria Hokkanen, Doctor of Law, Aalto University Business Law. Entrepreneurship Law with Petra and Calle. Value-added tax, the money machine for the government and the nightmare for the entrepreneur? No need to be frightened. In this episode, Calle and Moritz talk with Maria Hokkanen about the key principles of the value-added taxation system in Finland, VAT. We will learn about when there is a need to register for VAT, how VAT is paid, and what can be done with so-called input VAT.
2: Most businesses are obliged to pay value-added tax. This affects cash flow and cash budgeting. Our guest today is Maria She She's attorney at law, postdoctoral researcher at the Aalto Institute for Business Law as well as a member of the EU experts group on value-added taxation. Maria, welcome to our course. Can you please introduce yourself?
0: Well, thank you. Thank you, Moritz. Uh, yes, uh, so my name is Maria, and I've been working with uh, VAT, so value-added tax, for over 25 years. So I have a master's degree in law and then I have also a postdoctoral degree in economics and and then I was doctorated in 2019. I'm also running my own um, attorney's office where I concentrate on uh, tax issues, especially value-added tax.
2: Maria, why is this topic important to you?
0: Well, Value-added tax uh, was actually introduced already in uh, 1967 in the EU. And so we have had a value-added tax system in EU for for a long time. Uh, At the moment, uh, we have a a value-added tax directive, uh, which is actually uh, ruling our national value-added tax systems in all EU countries. And value-added tax is, uh, is part of every, every business's li- everyday lives. And, and uh, I like it because there is so many, every, every transaction is, uh, is, is different and actually VAT applies to all transactions more or less.
2: Interesting. If I can quickly comment on this, so you have you you have mentioned the word directive. Um, Does this mean that the VAT system is more or less the same in the whole European Union?
0: Well, yes, yes, that's that's the case. So um, since uh, end of nineteen sixties, we've been uh, ruled by this uh, European uh, value added tax system. And, uh, and at the moment, we indeed have a, a directive which covers over four hundred articles and much, many, many, many um, uh, sub paragraphs. And uh, so, it's very, very. It's the most harmonised uh, tax system in the EU, and therefore the the, e, the domestic. Uh, uh, VAT systems in the EU countries are very similar. However, there are some little differences. But in general, we have a uh, harmonised tax base. Thank
3: you. So, what does this mean in practice for an entrepreneur?
0: Well, for an entrepreneur, uh, the the harmonised VAT system means that if they have cross-border supplies, uh, meaning if uh, an entrepreneur, a business is supplying services or goods cross-border. Uh, uh, the, the system that we are applying in Finland is very similar to that, that is applied in another member state where you might have the, your customer.
3: So can I deduct the VAT that I paid in one country in another country?
0: Well, yes, In, if, if we make it very simple, that's actually the idea. However, depending on what kind of supplies you are making and where actually that supply is uh, taxed, that is also having the uh, impact on the fact how you can deduct it. If you can deduct it on your uh, monthly, uh, Domestic VAT return, or if you can deduct, you, if you need to apply the deduction from another country. So you, of course, can only deduct the the, uh, the uh, input VAT uh, in the country where you are actually where in the country that you actually or the VAT is paid. So, Maya, what is value added tax, and what is the value added? that is taxed? Yeah, that's a good question. Value-added tax means that actually the tax system is is, uh, taxing value-added that is actually uh, uh, made by the the business who is uh, obliged to pay VAT of its supplies. So tax is only paid uh, of uh, of the uh, turnover after you have deducted your input, input VAT. So it's kind of an output VAT minus input VAT. That is the value added that the company is making and that's the, also the tax base that is, is taxed under VAT system.
2: Which means that the final one who bears the tax is then the consumer.
0: Yes, the, the, the ideal system in VAT would work in a way that uh, all, uh, all uh, suppliers that are um, uh, ha- having economic activity and are therefore supplying goods or services are paying the VAT of the, the input supplies uh, sorry, output supplies, and at the same time, they can deduct all the input VAT. So, all the costs uh, that are having some VAT in, in, into the, the prices. And, and uh, as this goes through the chain of the supplies, finally, when the consumer, uh, private person is buying the good or the service, they don't have this right of deduction and that means that they are paying the VAT of the whole turnover of the whole chain of the supply.
2: So everyone who runs a business is obliged to be VAT, is it this way?
0: Well, in, 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 in generally, yes. Uh, everyone who is having the uh, turnover over the threshold over that uh, country, which is actually uh, identified in the in domestic legislation, needs to pay VAT if they are having economic activity. It doesn't uh, matter in what, uh, what, what if you are having a company of if, if you are uh, providing uh, supplies as a, as a private person, as long as your activity is regarded as an economic activity. You are actually a taxable person in terms of VAT. However, every member state has a a threshold. And in Finland, this threshold is €15,000 at the moment, so in uh, 2022. Uh, And and, uh, if your threshold is uh, uh, exceeded, then you, are, you need to register for VAT and pay tax of your supplies.
2: So that means that if I, ha- I, I have an economic activity, then I am a VAT taxable person. But if I'm below the threshold, then I don't have to pay VAT. If I'm above the threshold, then I have.
0: Yes, that's correct. That's okay. correct. Mm-hmm. But you, of course, have a right to register from the first euro. And sometimes that's profitable because uh, at the same time when you register for VAT, you also get the right to deduct the, the, the input VAT. So, So many times businesses want to register already from the first euro. And it's also good to note notice that when we are following this threshold of 15,000, uh, you should pay attention to the fact that this 15,000 is, is is calculated on 12-month periods, so like your financial year, which is 12 months. And if, if that would happen, uh, that, you know, you would... Uh, Figure out in your eleventh month of uh, financial year that now I'm going to go above the threshold 15,000. That would actually mean that you need to pay the VAT from the first euro. So it doesn't help you to say that oh I didn't know at the beginning that you know I would go I would go above the 15,000. Uh, actually, then it means that you you need to pay retroactively the the VAT from the first euro.
3: So so do I understand correctly that if you have a limited liability company you basically always want to be registered for VAT.
0: Well yeah normally yes because of course the expectation uh, is that you will make profit and and uh, one day it will be profitable enough to 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 uh, exceed the, the also the threshold, which is still quite, quite uh, small. So, 15,000 in, in a, a, a financial year. And um, also, there is a, a nice, a nice um, uh, relief system uh, uh, built into that Finnish VAT system. And that is that if your threshold, if you are registered for VAT, and you will uh, find out at the end of the year that your threshold was still, uh, or the, the uh, uh, turnover was still under 15,000, you will actually get back all the VAT paid uh, to the state. So that's a special relief system that is built into the uh, the, the value added tax system in Finland. This is not or something that every EU member state has some do but but Finland we have this this kind of a relief so there is actually no uh, risk uh, of, of paying VAT if 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 you if you if your turnover will be under 15,000
3: so what about freelancers? Is this the same advice that you should pay it first and then get it back later on, or are there special cases where you need to do something different?
0: Well, I would say that, um, especially if you have uh, lost lots of expenses at the beginning, then I wouldn't see any reason why not to register, because when you register, you also get the right to deduct the input VAT of your purchases. And that's many times a big money. And at the beginning, when you don't really have the uh, uh, output supplies that much, it means that you uh, get refunded uh, all the input VAT from the, from the state. But at the same time, I, uh, would, uh, I need to mention that uh, tax authorities, of course, uh, want to have a uh, have a, uh, a real, or you need to have a vision, that, and you need to uh, show the tax authorities as well that you are really doing this for 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 economic activity and not just to to use this as a cash machine from the. Government.
3: So for all the students, you cannot buy your. Textbooks and deduct the VAT for your consulting company if you are not actually selling services as your consulting company.
0: Well, yes, that 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 is the fact. However, we have court cases, uh, uh, national court cases, and also court cases from the European Court of Justice, with uh, where they say that. Uh, if you really have a intention to to run the economic activity, but at one stage later on when you have already registered, you would find out that, oh, this 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 idea didn't fly, or something else came came up and, and destroyed your your great uh, idea of, of doing business. Uh, there are court cases saying that even if that would happen, you could still keep the the, uh, the, the your your input uh, deductions, uh, but of course then you need to be ready to have some some uh, maybe dispute with the with the tax authorities to to really uh, show them that the intention was right at the beginning.
3: So do I I or my company need to register for paying the value added tax?
0: Yes, yes, indeed, you need to register for VAT and you do that at the same time that you usually register your company. So it's on the same form uh, that you are using also for registration of, of for VAT purposes.
3: So are there any exceptions to this rule?
0: Yes, indeed, there are some exceptions. They are not too many because uh VAT system as such uh should be really a money machine for the state. So that all the VAT is actually paid to the state budget. Uh, But there are some exceptions, and uh, the the biggest ones are uh, financial and insurance services, social and health services, and educational services. Then we also have some other minor exemptions, uh, but but those are the biggest ones. before you start the business, you should indeed make sure that you are in the scope of VAT and you are actually obliged to, to pay the VAT of your supplies.
2: So if you're obliged to pay VAT, what do you then do? Do you charge this thing from the customer or
0: yes. You need to on the top of your sales price, you need to add the value added tax and depending on the supply so depending on a good or service you are supplying the VAT rate might be different so the standard uh, regular VAT rate in Finland is at the moment 24% however we also have two reduced rates we have 14% for the for the goods uh, foodstuff and uh, restaurant services and then we have 10% for some other supplies. And these cover, for example, uh, medication, books, cultural services, uh, transportation services, so personal transportation services, and so on. So there are some, some, some uh, supplies under uh, these reduced rates, but most of the uh, supplies are, are uh, taxed with 24%.
2: So th- what do I have to do with the invoices? Do I have to store them for the tax authorities? Or
0: well, yes, uh, that's also a very good question because in a value added tax, uh, uh, we have our own rules for, for invoices. So invoices need to cover certain uh, information and, and this is a quite uh, long, a list of, of uh, information that you need to have on the, on, the, on the invoice. So you should indeed check that you have all the, all the in information uh, there. Um, and you need to also keep the invoices for six years after the financial year. So, so it can be even six plus one, one years that you need to keep the invoices. And uh, one more thing about the uh, uh, invoices and the information uh, on the invoice is that it's, 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 it's especially important also for the purchaser that the invoices are correct. Because based on the, the regulation, if you get, receive an invoice which doesn't have all the information, that might uh, mean that you cannot deduct the input VAT. So there's a little penalty, uh, which can be quite big in uh, in some cases. So it's for the interest of the purchaser as well to check that invoices are correct.
3: So this is one more reason to outsource your bookkeeping to a service provider who knows ha- how to archive properly how to pay your taxes on time and how to keep up with the changing regulations.
0: Yes, indeed, that that's correct. So at least you should consult somebody who who knows the regulation and and uh, can help you to to get started and and tell you how 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 the invoices should should be uh, formed and and also kept in your registry.
3: So, and oftentimes these invoices are electronic already. Uh, so, is it okay to just have electronic archives?
0: Yes, actually, Finland is uh, um, now uh, moving to to this this system that you don't anymore need to have uh, invoices on paper form. So you can have totally an electronic archive, and uh, it's just uh, necessary that you can. Give the access to the tax authorities to your invoices in electronic form at any any moment. So so that needs to be kind of open access uh, uh, between the archive and the tax authorities. That needs to be possible. But otherwise, they can be uh, totally electronic. But this is again one thing that. If you have economic activity in in other EU countries, you should indeed check the 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 domestic regulation because there are differences in terms of invoicing. In this respect.
3: So, if my company needs to pay the value added tax, when do I actually need to pay it?
0: Yes, indeed, you you. Actually, give the VAT return and you pay the VAT at the same moment. So, they go hand in hand. And if your uh, turnover on, uh, uh, is over than €100,000 in, in uh, calendar year or financial year, meaning 12 months, you need to give uh, the return and pay the VAT on a monthly basis. For example, from January, you need to give the return and pay the VAT the 12th of March. And then February, meaning you need to give the return and pay the VAT the 12th of April. Uh, However, if your your turnover is less than 100,000, you also might have a chance to just give a return on on quarterly basis or even once a year but this is something that you you should also uh check before before starting the the economic activity so that you you are in line with the rules with the reporting
3: how do you actually pay this tax
0: well it's very easy these days uh we have a uh a, a Finnish tax authorities they have a uh, web page and also the page called uh, uh, My uh, ve- My Tax uh, Omavero, and there you can uh, actually uh, fill in the return and pay the VAT. So it's very easy. You will get the access and you can use that with your uh, bank banking uh, details, the ID with the banking ID.
3: Okay. So often when student especially starts a company, Mm -hmm. it's a small-ish business in the beginning and might begin late in the year. Mm -hmm. So are there any reliefs in in the taxation system or value-added tax system for these small young companies?
0: Well, yes, there is. We have a um, a relief system, uh, which actually means that only when you go over 30,000 of uh, turnover, you are obliged to pay the full VAT. Uh, so you can uh, apply for a relief uh, when, when your turnover is less than 30,000 per financial year, which is again 12 months. This is good to remember because many times the first uh, um, financial period can be more, more or less than 12 months.
2: So, we were speaking about input VAT, so can you elaborate a bit more when can a business deduct um, input VAT and when not?
0: Yes, indeed. When you are uh, operating as a, a VAT taxable person, meaning you are registered for VAT uh, and you are obliged to pay VAT of your supplies, it also gives you a right to deduct the uh, input VAT. So VAT included all your purchases. Well, this is the, the main rule, and this is actually the idea of the European VAT system, to have a full uh, recovery of, of, uh, of, of the input VAT. However, we are some, uh, some um, costs that are not deductible. And these are uh, for, ex- for example ex- uh, um, entertainment costs, uh, also the private uh cost of the employees and personal cars. So, for example, personal cars, which are, of course, a big investment, they need to be 100% in uh, VAT taxable use uh, before they can be deducted. So there is no partial deduction. You cannot drive with that car to home and back to work, because that is regarded as a private consumption.
3: So if you do business in several countries or buy supplies or services from another country and sell them to another country, how is the value-added tax treated in that case?
0: Well, there we have um, several issues to to solve. First of all, as a supplier, we need to make sure that we if we have a fixed, so-called fixed establishment in any other country, that your your uh, country of domicile. So um, this is the first thing that you should check. Do you have uh, employees? Do you have uh, other resources to supply goods or services from another in in another country? If that's the case, that might actually form you. A, a so-called fixed establishment, and that makes you to be a, just a, a normal VAT taxable person in that country. The other question is then, in which country the supplies are taxed? In this European VAT system, we have a, a place of supply rules, so we actually playing with so-called place of supply rules. And these place of supply supply rules actually determine which country has the right to tax that supply. And every time we make a supply cross-border uh, between two Euro, EU countries, or uh, from EU to outside the EU, or vice versa, we need to check supply, uh, place of supply rules and and first be uh, sure in which country the tax needs to be paid. Here it depends on who is the purchaser. If the purchaser is a private customer or another business, we have different rules. It also depends on if the purchaser is in another EU country or outside the EU. It also depends on are you supplying goods or services, and if you're p- supplying services, what kind of services you are supplying. So there are m- many things that need to be uh, assessed uh, before you can actually say in which country the supply is taxed.
3: So, uh, if I would start, uh, let's say, a web shop, I would make something in Finland and then sell it to anybody who wants to buy, let's say, inside European Union. How would the VAT work in that case?
0: Yes, that's a very good question. Actually, in uh, July two thousand and twenty-one, we uh, new uh, rules were introduced for. Uh, Uh, these kind of uh, supplies. So, meaning uh, situations where you order goods uh, via internet and then the supplier is sending the goods to another EU country to a private customer. And these rules uh, are actually under so-called one-stop-shop system. And these, these supplies are actually taxed in the country of the purchaser. So if you are a Finnish company and and selling goods via internet, that means that actually you have a, a liability to pay VAT to every single EU country where you have the customers. However, the system is now made simple uh, or as simple as possible for the supplier, because you need to only register once to this so-called one-stop-shop system in your own country, so here in Finland, and you can do the reporting and pay the VAT via your own tax authority. So you don't need anymore more to register in other countries, but you can use this one one channel, so-called one-stop shop, and it should be as easy as as uh, the reporting in domestic supplies.
3: Okay. So, what if I don't sell physical products, but I sell, let's say, educational videos? I have a company in Finland, and I have customers in in other EU countries buying my digital services.
0: Yes. Educational services are very interesting because uh, we have for different services we have different rules. We have some main rules depending uh, on if you have a private customer or if you have another company as a purchaser. If we are talking about the private customers as as, as uh, purchasers, Usually, the in in services the VAT is paid in the country of the supplier. However, uh, in some situations, you the country of. Uh, where the place of supply is actually in the country of the purchaser. But here in your example of educational services, I said that this is very interesting, because sometimes we have had um, a dispute if these uh, educational services that are provided uh, via internet, if they are so-called electronic services or not. Because electronic services Tax in the country of the purchaser. However, educational services are tax in the country of the supplier. So you didn't give me an easy, easy question this time. Uh, so you should indeed check every time how your uh, serv- service is uh, is uh, regarded in terms of VAT.
3: So then, another example, maybe even the last one. So, if I sell physical products uh, from my company to companies in other EU countries, how is that then taxed?
0: Yes. For uh, B2B services, the business-to-business, sorry, business-to-business supplies uh, of of goods inside EU, we have so-called intra-community supply and intra-community acquisition rules. And this means that actually the supply is taxed in the country of the purchaser. And there we also normally use so-called reverse charge system, meaning that it's actually the the purchaser as a a local taxable person is reporting that uh, supply on behalf of the supplier uh, and then if he makes the, the purchase for its VAT taxable activity, it can also deduct the VAT of that supply. But that is called so reverse charge and that should be also on the invoice when you do this kind of a supply. So usually it's in the country of the purchaser, that is uh, allowed to tax that that uh, supply and also we use that reverse charge. So actually actual it's the obligation of the purchaser to, to report the VAT in that country.
2: So this is quite a simplification, this reverse charge, because that means that only one person, the person which anyway makes the reporting to get the input VAT back, at the same time reports the VAT of the seller.
0: Yeah, yes, exactly. So this this makes it simpler for the supplier because uh, the supplier doesn't need to register in that country where the the place of supply is. And and when the purchaser would, in any case, uh, uh, ask for the refund of that supply, it's now reporting uh, the supply and then deducting the same supply. So it's actually plus minus zero uh, many times for, the, for, the, for that purchaser. However, this is the case only if the purchaser has the right to deduct.
2: Is this reverse charge system also used within Finland or within the domestic um, context?
0: Well, yes, uh, the uh, reverse charge is sometimes used also in a uh, domestic context. Uh, and, and this also depends a little bit of the country, because uh, reverse charge is actually, uh, when it's used uh, domestically, it's usually uh, used to avoid uh, uh, tax avoidance. And in Finland, for example, we uh, apply reverse charge for supplies of some um, for gold. Uh, we uh, apply it also for construction services. Uh, we uh, apply it for for supplying some metals uh, like aluminium, for example. Uh, so there are some 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 supplies that are indeed under uh, reverse charge. However, in some other countries they might use this for other supplies like uh, uh, mobile uh, mo- mobiles or m- mobile phones or for IT IT products for example. so you sh- should indeed check if you're operating also in other countries. Okay.
3: so in some cases, the company doesn't make sense. It doesn't succeed, uh, and you want to close down your business. Mm-hmm. So, how is the VAT treated in these cases?
0: Yes. Well, the uh, rest of the uh, valuables that you have in storage, for example, or tools, whatever you are having in bought into your VAT taxable business, and what you have deducted or the input VAT of. You should actually sell them further with the VAT. So just like you, you would sell it otherwise in 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 your VAT taxable business. However, if you want to keep those uh, goods yourself, then you should also return the VAT uh, deducted to the government. So actually, you would regard them as you would sell them to yourself with VAT. So, because in that case those goods are actually ending up to your uh, private consumption, there in those prices should be VAT, and that is why you need to return the VAT deducted earlier during your, in, in your business.
2: So, what are the key takeaways of all of this?
0: Yes. Um, well, I think the key takeaway number one is that before you start the business, cons- consult somebody to to explain you what are those uh, the actually obligations that would uh, would, uh, would be in your case valid. Also, if you think yourself that you are going to uh, supply exempt services, like uh, financial services. And this is because uh, the definitions of also exempt services, for example, are very detailed and, and it is very important that you indeed are sure if you need to pay VAT or not. Because also the penalties are very high, that can be fifty percent top. Yes, maybe the other uh, key takeaway is the fact that sometimes you might forget that uh, VAT is not your money, but it's money to be paid to the government to the state. So when you uh, uh, price your uh, your your s- you know, goods or services that you supply. Remember that, um, well, if you have another bad taxable person as a customer it usually can deduct the VAT, but if you have a private uh, person, it needs to pay the whole sum, meaning the price plus the VAT, which is usually that 24% 24 from his or her pocket. So so this is of course something to remember that that also you need to pay that VAT to the state.
2: So you have to take it into account in your budgeting? Cash budgeting. Cash budgeting,
0: So yes, you need to take into account in your cash budgeting that the VAT that you've received from your client is never your own money.
3: So thank you for sharing your inside and experience with us thank,
0: thank you very much